Hi, I'm Gio. And I'm Renee, and this is Listen To Me Podcast, where you get all the greatest and unqualified advice from qualified creatives. Basically, we go through it so that you should be able to tell us apart by now. My God. (laughs) I think your voice is a little deeper than mine. That's true. (laughs) I pride myself on having an uncommonly husky voice. And quite low hanging balls. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Keep them in a little bag right up my side. my satchel i was when i was listening to the 80 episode to write up the description i laughed at myself talking about how we all keep our gay agendas in our satchels for some reason that just makes me think of when my nono was alive he always carried his change purse in his bag or in his pocket and it was the ones with the metal like where you press it and it pops open yeah it has a clasp like at the top yeah 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 yeah. old ladies (laughs) with your change purse i love that literally to him he thought he was being like Oh, Camir Jova, Alessandro Venequa, you know, I have something <laughs> for you. And we were like, sweet, like he's what, like something, you know, whatever. Yeah, it's it a check for a hundred dollars. Like, no, no, no. It would be a check for a hundred cents. Like he'd literally hand you, pull out like a quarter or like a dollar and be like, here you go. Happy birthday. Meanwhile, my nonna would give us cash in a card. And, <laughs> and when we would like open gifts, yeah, we would do the thing where if he was in the room, we knew to hold the card close to our chest and like oh. look down and open the, the <laughs> card very with a lot of sleuth. So then he didn't see it. Yeah, because he'd get pissed. Like, why are you giving yeah. them money? My Nono was like that too. He never tipped at restaurants. Like, they would have to wait for him to leave so that they could tip if they ever ate out with him. I don't, maybe Noni just don't understand inflation. I don't know. We used to yeah. tell him like, you can't be buried with your money. I mean, you can, but like, that's just not how it works. And basically anything that he had left, I think went towards his fucking funeral services so like what are you really doing you know what i mean like i, I just never understood that so anytime i hear satchel you i can't always take think, it with you no <laughs> you know what i mean so I'm just eating my bun mm, can you eat my bun <laughs> <laughs> i don't feel like i'm into that i, can't, I don't know i'll get Incest? back to you because <laughs> <laughs> that's basically what it would be at this point definitely not <laughs> so this is work in progress number four Technically number four, yes. Technically number four. That's counting... Halloween. Right. Which I forgot to write work in progress as in the title. Oh. Uh, on, it's on the like the listing of episodes. It also, says I love the haunting of Listen to Me. I just think yeah. it's fun. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you, you came up with the name, so right? I'm not surprised <laughs> that you like it. <laughs> I really love the write-ups that we have on I our just, podcast. Our write-ups are so great. <laughs> Oh my god. Shockingly, I have nothing planned today. I am getting swamped at work. So usually when Gio and I jump on to record a call, Gio's like, I worked, I just like put my head down today and I worked so hard. And I'm like, yep, I did like an hour of email answering and pretty much just babysat my laptop (laughs) while I worked from home. And today it's like the opposite. Like today I was neck deep in legislation all day. We did discuss though that we were going to do like a just a check-in episode a little today download to, to alleviate from any additional work that it might uh, <laughs> come across our tables if we had to come up with an outline just because we usually record 
one episode a week so that we can have the time to edit it, like put it into the the queue and then it's good. And we're, we're ahead a few weeks, but till the end of March, we have almost two a week or some weeks we have two. I think one week we have three. Oh my God. But, 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 and it's a big, but not mine though, because okay, you know, yeah, she's infamously flat. <laughs> <laughs> she's infamous. <laughs> oh my God. If I ever get... So if I ever get the money to like buy my own boat, that's what I'm fucking naming the boat. She's infamously flat. <laughs> I'll be like, I named it, it after Geo. Just if for short. <laughs> <laughs> On top of our just like normal lives with work and whatever, we have so much with the podcast coming up, which is exciting. And I'm, I'm super happy and thankful. That yeah, is- I'm so jazzed that we get to talk to all of these people. It's it's a one of those. What is it? One of our upcoming guests says it's one of those good problems to have. I was just talking to somebody today who hired me to do like a really small job. Like it was just a flyer, nothing crazy. And I've worked for them in the past. And she was like, I'm just trying to find work. Cause she, she teaches yoga. So like, that is so not a thing right now. And she's like, I'm just trying not to lose my mind because I need to be working. I want, I'm trying to find more work, which is why she came to me to create some marketing materials for her. I am just thankful that even though, yes, I'm notorious to dive head deep into work and lose myself in it as a distraction right now i'm okay with that just because it is something that i feel is i'm moving ahead in life and i'm not just sitting there thinking what are the fuck am i what is going on so i don't overthink everything because i can just at least this is something i can control and i can work on that's putting money in my pocket yeah it's tough out there man like i know that 2021 the new year was sort of the mental reprieve that a lot of people needed and it felt like okay we're turning the page into something better but for many people that's just not the case Mm-hmm. A lot of people aren't working and a lot of the people that I know who are either my coworkers or my friends who are still working, they're really struggling to sustain just everything like that forward momentum, I feel like, because there are people who went through phases in the quarantine. I was not one of these people. I have to be really, <laughs> really honest. Like I... My quarantine experience starting in March was very, I'm just going to try to cope You know what I mean? It was literally like you're in the chassis of the car. There are no wheels left. You're just riding on hubcaps and everything is on fire. And I was like, we're just going to cruise on this baby over the finish line because I was still really depressed from my dad dying and just everything that had happened. And it was just too much for me. But I saw other people who were like finding their quarantine rhythms and they were thriving and they were getting into hobbies and stuff like that. And people who were not used to being home as much were kind of enjoying the homebody life and reclaiming some time for themselves. But now even those people I feel like are starting to get that sense of fatigue and what's interesting to me talking to people about what they're doing for fun. A lot of my friends who are normally pretty voracious readers they're not reading right now because it feels like too much work to get the dopamine like they can't it's just too much so it's like anything that you can do that allows you a little reprieve to get a little bit of escape that that's what people are focused on right now and I understand that I get that I have been spending a lot less time on journaling like I was trying to focus on that and that's kind of gone out the window and it's it's totally my I can take the 15 minutes and do it. I just haven't done it. I haven't touched those paintings. I've talked about them on the podcast, the two paintings I started in 
weeks just because over the holiday, I just wanted to like not think about it. And then when I came back into the new year, I hit the ground running with work because I got so many requests for a variety of estimates. Once again, I'm so thankful that I am able to work and that people want to work with me. Like that's something I'm very conscious of the fact that is available to me at the moment based on just, you know, the work I do in the past four years of like building the business. And so I don't want to necessarily let that go. And so it's coming to a point where I'm trying to understand, okay, I do need the balance. I do need, I do need to not just focus on work. And for me, it's just been like existing on the weekend, even though I still work Mm -hmm. on Sundays, I still put a few hours in on Sundays, Saturdays and Friday evenings have been my mostly honestly, I just spend it with my family. Like I still go visit them because they're my bubble house or whatever, because I live alone. That's my sanity right now is seeing my parents and my sister. I say this every every time I talk to somebody about what's going on in the world. And I'm just trying to be appreciative for what I do have because someone else might not feel the same way about their lives. And I can feed myself, I can pay my bills mm-hmm. and I'm healthy. Like, Yeah, I you know? feel the same way. As much as I bitch about having the full-time job, I really appreciated the detour we took in our conversation with Emily when we interviewed her on Saturday when we talked about the security of a full-time job and what that mm-hmm. means and how huge it is and like we've gone through some ups and downs and like clay has had his pay cut twice now or maybe three times in the last five six years that he's worked at this job but we've managed to get through it every time Mm -hmm. and for a lot of people that's just not an option and we've also been fortunate I mean obviously not in every sense but in terms of my health and clay's health we've been really fortunate and that's that's really huge and also like having him here like on Saturday we did nothing we literally just binge watched Hell's Kitchen <laughs> like <laughs> I was telling you about sometimes that's you just want to yeah I I know that I've been watching a lot more TV than normal mm-hmm. which is like normal for me because I I'm leaning towards those distractions of numbing, which is not good. I know. I don't think it's bad, but I understand what you're saying because I feel the same way. I'm reading this book right now. Maybe I'm like one of the only people who's still reading and that's fine. And it's called The Art of Showing Up. My friend Amanda recommended it to me. Oh, it's by Rachel Wilkerson Miller. And it's really good. It's divided into two parts. And the first part is how to show up for yourself. And then the second part is how to show up for other people. So I have not been journaling and I always journal. That's been a consistent for me. So when I started reading The Art of Showing Up, I bought a new planner for 2021 and I went, okay, I'm probably going to do the same thing I do every year, which is fill out January really studiously or assiduously and then never look at the journal again, (laughs) like never Mm -hmm. look at my planner again. Reading The Art of Showing Up, she was talking about taking a, a time, money and energy audit Mm-hmm. to see kind of where your time was going. And even as I was listening to the section where she suggests tracking your time in 30 minute increments for just a week, even five days, just to see kind of where your time is going. I was thinking about it and I was like, so much of my time is going to be on Tumblr, <laughs> like so much <laughs> of it. And like, not a small amount is going to be watching TV as well. So I uninstalled the Tumblr app from my phone because I was like, that will stop me from mindlessly reaching for my phone and scrolling. Because there's another section in the art of showing up where she specifically talks about compulsive things you do without even thinking when you just want like something to time fill. Like yeah, it's like you soother. want to be distracted and it's self-soothing. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I definitely do that with Tumblr. So I uninstalled the app and I only lasted three days, I want to say. 
like oh. having uninstalled it and then I like put it back on my phone <laughs> so I that's was not, like <laughs> that's not bad I've I've done that where I've uninstalled an app and then within like six hours I re-download it just because it's that like makes me feel, thank you for making me feel a little bit better because I was like this is just not happening yeah. <laughs> like, I, <laughs> the longest I've gone I uninstalled Instagram for over two weeks last year I remember I think I probably I think I talked about it but uh and that was really nice it just and I, I think I went like without like no dating apps. I think I went like three plus months. And yeah, that was dating apps is interesting to me because I've never experienced that. Right. Because, and I always say this, which I'm sure is really annoying to people, but I'm going to say it again. Clay and I met each other right when dating apps were a thing. Like the summer I met Clay, I remember having a conversation with somebody who was trying to explain to me what Grinder was. <laughs> and I was, I had never heard of it before. And I was just baffled. I was like, you could tell how close they are to you, like right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this guy's only like a few feet away from me. Which honestly, at this point, it's it's a time waster. Like you were saying before, I don't even, I'm yeah. not planning to meet anybody. I'm not going to meet yeah. up with anyone. I'm not letting anyone enter my home. So why have these conversations, but I'm trying to use it as a marketing tool. And so I have our podcast on my profile. I write that I'm a podcaster and I've had people comment on the fact that, oh, you're a podcaster. It's like, oh, it's like a conversation like, point. Yes. Like I literally today I had a guy, he's from Canada. He lives in San Diego or San Francisco. And he's like, and this is on Scruff. So you can look internationally, like at mm. different, like all over the world. And he was like, oh, he's like, you're a podcaster. Like, what's your podcast about? Send me the link. I want to check it out. Just based on our conversation. He's like, you seem very level-headed compared to the 99% of guys on these apps. Yeah. What's well, your podcast? If he's in San Diego, I'm not surprised. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, yeah. I'd love to hear Please. Yeah. And so for me, there are benefits, right? That's some grassroots action, man. But I oh, think, yes. I think it bears saying too, because I do, I always want to come from the perspective that I rarely give myself, which is compassion, <laughs> at least for our listeners <laughs> and say that I think that the why the answer to the why you're asking is because we have to remember that these apps are specifically engineered and designed to give us those little little dopamine hits right like those little hits of pleasure when we see a notification it feels good when we engage with somebody and we see a message it feels good right and i did the same thing when i i had a follower tracker installed for instagram which i highly do not recommend negative a million is that when it tells you like who's unfollowed you? Yeah. And I had installed oh, no. it because I was part of these follow loops and I got weird, which is what I do. It's my specialty in my head. And I was like, I want to unfollow a lot of these people, but I feel bad because we were mutual follows as part of this follow loop. So I'm going to get the tracker and I'm going to look to see who from the follow loops is unfollowing me. And based on that, if I don't like them, like I'm going to unfollow them as well. And then it's mutual, no harm, no foul. But of course I could see anybody who is unfollowing me. So there was like a week where three or four different people that I actually know in real life and mm -hmm. quite like, quite like a lot unfollowed me all at once. Oh, I'm sorry that you saw that. <laughs> <laughs> Some things are not meant to be seen, Gio, because I went into such a self-worth spiral and I could not get out of it. And it was like, not to the point where I was going to DM these people and be like, how dare you, whatever. And I didn't the like fuck? revenge unfollow them. Yeah, I would never fucking do that. But I just couldn't 
I was so fixated on that, the fact mm-hmm. that they had unfollowed me and what I had done wrong, that I uninstalled the app for myself. Like I was like, I need to not, I, I can't, yeah. I need to not. And so I uninstalled the follower tracker and never reinstalled it. And Instagram, I uninstalled and kept it off my phone for like a couple of weeks. Like I was like, absolutely not. Until I can use this in a sane way again, I'm not engaging with it. Like I need a break. I noticed even yesterday that somebody who I don't like, we're not friends or anything, but Mm -hmm. in the sense of like, I talk to them on a regular basis, but we used to be in the same circles and we, I have nothing against this person. And I noticed that they unfollowed me and I was like, oh. I know it it bothered me for like two minutes. Yeah. And I mean, some people who have unfollowed me, I've continued to follow if I like their content because I'm trying to take a different approach to it. And some people have like re-followed me based on that. And I try to remember that you really don't know why someone is unfollowing you. And for me, I will unfollow people like, okay, for example, this isn't necessarily negative behavior by any means but just to give an example i will unfollow somebody who talks about their dieting i can't watch it oh my god yeah Uh, it it triggers so much shit for me too like because i'm trying to cultivate a healthier uh relationship with my body and with food and so watching somebody like track their calories and post progress pics and shit like that i can't do it and it's nothing against those people you can mute oh yeah that's right i always forget there's a mute and you can be specific. You can mute posts or stories or both. Um, what? And yeah, you just My go to... Phone. Seriously, you like... If you go to like a story, you yeah. can hit mute and then it'll say mute story, mute post and mute posts and story. And so for me, I just mute people because a lot of people, they post shit I don't care about, but I, I like them as people. Yeah. Or I... Or you'll watch, like look at some of their content. That's how yeah. I feel too. Like... And again, this, I'm going to be really honest and to bear my horrible soul. Some people who are posting constantly about how white people are terrible, it starts to to get to me a little bit. And I'm just like, I get it. I, and I agree also that white people are terrible. Yeah. But like, but I, it's not helping me to see all of the bad shit that white people continue to do that we're doing. Like, I don't. (laughs) like I can't go out there and stop them Mm -hmm. I'm just trying to be responsible for my little like patch of whiteness when people are reposting yeah every story every negative thing that is happening 24 7 it's like you are not a news platform yeah you're not a news outlet and nor should you be personally I like posting about like donations mm -hmm. like local donations because I think it can be helpful for visibility I'm talking specifically the ones who just like, you can tell like who is genuinely in it. Yeah. And then versus who are people who are just like signaling, like, look how great, like I'm good because. Yeah, the virtue signaling. Yeah. And it's like, see, at this point, like I'm not posting shit 24 seven that is on the news because I find for me, there's already so much to consume. Why do I want to add to the noise when for me at this point, what I can control is paying my bills. I know that yeah. sounds simple, but like I need to pay my bills. So for me to share showcase my work in order to bring in more work is important to me. I have to eat. 
That's how I feel too. And that's kind of why I've given up a posting schedule for right now on Instagram, because (laughs) I don't know how to use it to my advantage to, to redirect it to my work because that's all I want to use it for. I really don't have an interest in try. It's just really difficult. And I commend people. I think that certain people have a natural ease with it where they're like posting stuff and they're showing you little insights into their life online and it's really cool and there are a lot of authors that I follow who are like that and I really enjoy seeing their kind of like slice of life posts but for me like it creates so much anxiety because I'm like who wants to see this like I don't even know what's the point of this like whatever that it's just like not worth it to me especially when I'm already busy doing other shit in the last year I've basically stopped posting anything about my personal life just post my work Mm -hmm. but like no one cares anyway let's be real no one really cares like yeah Yeah. because at the end of the day I think you're dead on that it's it's noise so there's just so much content all the time and we're just not I I truly think that we are just not wired to take in that much shit no. constantly. Like it's just too overwhelming. I think we do though. I think subconsciously we do absorb these things and they they stay within us. And I think that's why at the end of the day, it's a long ass list of things that contributes to what I'm about to say, including all of the content that we consume, even if we're not reading it, but we're, we're scrolling mm-hmm. and consuming it. It's the reason why we can't. And more and more we see people who are saying, I can't sleep at night. Yes. I yeah. can't like I'm regularly going to bed late. Like we're talking like two in the morning. Damn, that's late. It's like I cannot quiet my brain. Yeah. And I'm noticing that I'm falling asleep uh, with the TV on because it's almost like soothing to have yeah. noise, which before I was always like, I don't understand that. But now oh, it's I like, hate it. I hate it. <laughs> yeah, I, hate I hate the fact it. that I'm doing it because you're not actually yeah. resting. That was a big thing for me, especially after my dad died, I couldn't sleep with no noise, which is really unusual for me because we used to have a TV in our room, which I hated. And I said to my husband, no, no more. And so he just listens. He like has one headphone in and listens to whatever, like to fall asleep to, because he's the same way he likes that. But I would listen to sleep podcasts, which I didn't even know were a thing. Mm -hmm. And only recently, like in the last couple of weeks, I've noticed that I've started to be able to fall asleep without them. So just in the quiet of the room and it's really nice, but it's hard like it because mentally the chatter is just going and going and going. And yeah, Yeah. there's just so much stuff. I think you're completely right because I think at the end of the day, everything that you've absorbed, all of the content that you've taken in, it's still in there and it Mm -hmm. needs somewhere to go. And there's really nowhere for it to go. And you have no other input to distract you from what you've already absorbed. So it all <laughs> yeah. just comes rushing back up to the front, right? Absolutely. Yeah. You should take a break. Yeah. What have you been watching on TV? So what I was saying yesterday, I watched uh, We're Here. Yes, uh, HBO and show. you were crying. I couldn't stop crying. I think just because, and based on our conversations in the past of focusing on work and things outside of just how you're feeling. Like I needed that. Like you said, it was cathartic for me to just Yes. Like, I just connected so much with seeing people struggle in their lives and also 
to see how that was turned around with expressing themselves through drag like that's the whole premise Mm -hmm. of the show just seeing these small town people just I needed that (laughs) I love it I have another friend who is the same like she'll be like I'm due for a cry and then she'll put on something that's emotionally triggering for her specifically so that she can have the catharsis of crying I was having the opposite experience though because I was listening to um sibling rivalry and I Mm. listened to the episode where they talked about I think it was when they were talking about the cast of season 13 drag race being announced and they were taking calls Mm -hmm. and I was fucking dying I was laughing so hard because (laughs) Bob and Monet so Bob was at home and Monet was somewhere abroad I think she was in the UK somewhere Mm-hmm. And while Bob was talking, Monet opened a bag of chips or some shit and I, just yeah, started eating one. it. And Bob let it go for like at least 30 seconds. Like Bob's timing, comedic timing is aspirational. <laughs> like it is. I was fucking like Bob's like, Monet, what are you doing? What are you <laughs> doing? And then later, like, I think Monet started walking around or something and you could hear her like schlep, schlep, schlepping like across <laughs> the floor. And <laughs> Bob's like, are you trying to walk across the whole of England right now while we're <laughs> like recording this podcast? Like, it was it's so, so funny. funny. They're hilarious. I actually I was l- listening to a bit of uh, their most recent episode today. For me, it's like a comfort thing because they have such a good dynamic. Yes. And- to me, it's like hanging out with friends, even though I've never met them. That's why people listen to podcasts in the first place, other than like more informational reasons. But if it's based on the hosts, then... I definitely do listen to some solo podcasts where it's just one person who's talking. And those are definitely more informational. Obviously, they're not conversational. Mm-hmm. But I really enjoy podcasts that usually have two people on them mm-hmm. and always people with chemistry. Like the other one I've been listening to a lot lately is Red Handed, which is a British podcast with Sariti and Hannah and they do true crime and I really like their rapport they're both really funny and Hannah is an embittered ex-Catholic which really resonates (laughs) um so I just I get a, a kick out of it they a lot of the cases that they cover I have listened to other podcast episodes on but I really like their takes speaking of podcasts I know this will be like well over a month by the time this is uh, this episode's released but i did a spot on the lemon soul yes podcast. i saw that and uh, i think it's coming out tomorrow so that would be january 19th mm-hmm. we recorded in august oh fuck off <laughs> yeah and so i thought and, our backlog was crazy yeah no i think sierra just got busy but so she yeah. the host sierra Parr, she um every like few weeks she would text me i'm so sorry it's coming it's coming i was like i don't it's in the bank or you mm-hmm. like it's recorded like so to anyone who wants to listen to me talk more about my career and my life and my <laughs> my my work uh go check out the lemon soul studios podcast <laughs> yes yeah <laughs> This is the first time I think I've ever plugged something of it's my cross own. cross promotion. I always find that weird. Like when we started doing the Patreon recordings and I would be like, I don't know what to say. <laughs> Just ask people for money. Just extend that virtual hat. The Patreon is exciting though. I, yeah. I'm excited for us to get more patrons and do more stuff. I'm interested to see what people want from us. We also readjusted our pricing uh, so that yes, it's we a little- did. So if anyone actually wants to literally 
send a couple of dollars, we can get access to most of what we <laughs> what we were putting out there. We realized we're not like a big studio. So we're like, this is, we were aspirational, but we're like, you know, lowering. Trying to be realistic. Trying to <laughs> yeah, be exactly. realistic. Yeah. But no, we've been doing a lot of fun stuff. Like we were doing our bonus episodes. We're doing yeah. clip shows. Renee's writing blogs, which are the few that you've put up in the, in the schedule. And I'm like, yeah. a nice reminder, even though we talk about this shit almost every week, it's a nice reminder Good. to be like, oh, oh right. Prioritize your time, Gio. And like care about yourself. <laughs> yes. It's kind of, it's that whole thing of like, I'm trying to adopt the tone of like your favorite, I don't even know, like parent, friend, slash cool aunt or uncle, you know, like trying to give you a little pep talk every six months when you they drop in with an age inappropriate gift for you, like that kind of <laughs> cash, cash money. <laughs> yeah. Or a dollar in my no nose case. <laughs> <laughs> Let me open the purse. Now you need yeah. another sound effect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> as far as like a creative power up, what is inspiring me to create is the fact that there's a demand. <laughs> as, as basic as that sounds, I know I already talked about this, but I'm like, okay, people want to work. I'm going to work. I'm doing this thing. I want to keep the ball rolling with the business. So my year end is this month in January. Mm -hmm. From last year to this year, I've had such a jump in my salary for the business. Your income? Yeah. I'm able to support myself 100% by doing geographic. And that to me is such like a, like a celebration. That's huge. Yeah. Like you better it's like, put like a cork popping sound effect in here and some applause. <laughs> <laughs> or tongue popping <laughs> masterful masterful yeah how about you Thank um you. yeah i don't i still have to work at my job when are you hiring me oh my god i'm literally at that point where <laughs> i think in the next i'm hoping that if things go the way they go and i land the few contracts that i've sent out estimates for mm -hmm. i know that i'll need to hire a second designer oh for my sure god. That's who I've already really reached exciting. out to. I've already reached out to this said person to be like, hey, in case this like just heads up. But other than that, no, I, I won't need administrative. <laughs> Plus, like I said, I don't want to take away from any extra time that you'd want to write. Yes, that's true. Like I, I genuinely mean that, you know? Yeah, no, I need that's my my goal for this week and kind of this month is so I started off at the beginning of January trying to find more time to write and I was somewhat successful, but I can't, I am still struggling to have it all. It's kind of like this thing of like, I'll either find time to decompress or I'll find time to exercise or I'll find time to read or I'll find time to write and never all of them at the same time, but they're all yeah. important in their own way. Right. Mm -hmm. So I recently finished uh, the DIY MFA course with Gabriela Pereira, which is a really interesting course. And I definitely recommend it if you're looking for an intro to really like all of the building blocks of writing. So there's craft, writing craft stuff. <laughs> this is not a paid promotion. I'm just talking about my own experience. <laughs> there's writing craft stuff. There's community stuff. There's self-promotion stuff. And it very much is like a thorough introduction. It's like DIY MFA 101. And then she has other courses and workshops that you can take. And she has a subscription-based community that you can join with other writers. So I had a critique call where I submitted some of my work and then had it critiqued by other writers in the course and always get a little bit nervous submitting things for anything, especially because 2019 and 2020 were not 
overly kind to me in terms of like ratio of rejection to acceptances of my work. Mm -hmm. And uh, I had a really, really nice experience. Like I had really positive feedback that was really meaningful to me. And a lot of it was critical feedback in the sense that it was like, these are some things that aren't exactly working, like mechanically speaking with the writing. And there was like a little bit of math that was related to the story I was telling that didn't make any fucking sense. And I was like, of course I got the math wrong. <laughs> but like half the people who read it also didn't understand that I had made a mistake. So there were mm -hmm. like some math minded people who were like, yeah, this, this doesn't work out. And then other people were like, what do you mean? And I was like, right. <laughs> that would have been me. <laughs> yeah. It was really affirming in that way, because to me, it, it was like a benchmark moment for me where I was like, I've come so far in my writing. And even if I'm not exactly where I want to be, because I'm so hurry up, like, let's go already impatient and frustrated that I don't have more time to dedicate to writing. I really have evolved in my narrative prose mm -hmm. a lot in the last three years. I've made some huge jumps forward. And some of the most resonating things for me were because this was the first 250 words of this book that I've been writing that I was talking about in the first episodes of this podcast that we recorded and the people who read it unanimously were like where's the rest like I need to read this I want mm -hmm. to know what's happening next and I was agonizing over the first pages because that's never been my strong suit I've always struggled to kind of write to know when to start and to know why I'm starting there and to get the voice of the characters right and they're like yeah your characters are so like evocative like there's an economy of words here which geo an economy of words me <laughs> like they were like there's an economy of words that's so precise and it just draws such a clear picture in my mind of who this person is and what she's doing and I was like this is fucking awesome like it was very very validating so it definitely galvanized me to get get back to my writing and find a way back to it and find a way back to it that I enjoy which I think is is the point I want to bring that pleasure principle back into my writing and I think it just comes down to writing and not overthinking it yeah and at this point if which you have obviously done this, but listening back to just this podcast in itself, you can, <laughs> you tell a story. So just tell the story. Don't yeah. think about how you're telling the story or what you're saying, and then you can go back and revise it. Right. Yeah. I think that sometimes you overthink. Everything. I overthink everything uh, more sometimes. than I do sometimes. And that is like, Oh no. Yeah. A shock. Me. yeah. I am a shock. <laughs> <laughs> I am a shock. <laughs> I am Jacques. <laughs> that too. <laughs> no, I agree. I also need to offer myself compassion and acknowledge that things are hard right now. So to anybody yeah. who's like hitting that wall or struggling, we see you and we hear you and it's very normal and take the time you need to get back on that horse. It'll be there waiting for you. It is literally not the time to try and be like the best version of yourself um, because it's so hard. So if you're just getting by, I know this is so cheesy because everyone says it, but day by day. For me, it's like I was productive today in the sense that I felt like I'm moving myself forward financially and I'm able to put some money away and that I'm, you know, growing the business from my home on a computer with no contact to any humans. Yeah. Other than through a Zoom call or whatever. That to me is like I'm already I'm still doing the things I was doing last year with all the limitations. Why am I about to shit on myself and be like you're not doing enough? I just think that we can all stand to be a little bit kinder to ourselves. So that planner that I've been doing, you know, that I'm getting ready to abandon here at the end <laughs> of January, 
I've been putting like stickers. I have all these stickers that come with the planners and I never use them because I'm like always overthinking where to stick a sticker. There's nothing like stickers and decision paralysis. Okay. They are a match made in hell. They're like peanut butter and jelly. It's like, where are you <laughs> going to put that sticker? It better be somewhere good. Cause once it's stuck, you can't unstick it. Mm. Mm-hmm. So then I never use stickers. So I've been putting stickers all over my journal. Like, good job. Like just stickers for me, little stars. Like you did this good job, good job or whatever. And I was surprised at how positive my mindset was this morning after I did yoga with Rose, because <sighs> I am so out of shape. Like where I was in my yoga practice three years ago, four years ago is like, I might as well be a different person. Might as well be doing yoga in a different body. How was it though? It was so good. It was really challenging and it was really (laughs) good. And afterwards I was like, damn it, Rose, you couldn't even tell that she was moving because her voice was so steady. She might as well just have been lying on the floor. So let me give some context to anyone listening. Uh, Samantha, this is for you. Uh, So... (laughs) My cousin Rose, who is Sam's aunt, is a yoga instructor. And so she has been giving free yoga online because this is her way of like giving back during this time. Like she's like, I want to create a community online, you know, and she does it five days a week, sometimes twice fantastic. a day. Fantastic. Yeah. She fantastic. All out of the goodness of her heart. Okay. Yep. This is my cousin who I've mentioned before who lives in Harrow because she's doing the whole thing while, while she's, she's teaching. Yeah. Yeah, and you're she's like Renee said, you cannot tell that she's teaching a class while doing the class itself. Yeah, it's insane. Like we're doing, uh, yeah. Anyway, it was wild, and uh, (laughs) but afterwards, I was so proud of myself for like getting out of bed and doing it and participating and just showing up on the mat for myself that I just felt so pleased. Mm -hmm. And instead of getting caught in this negative mental loop of you're not as good as you were. You might as well give up right now. It's not good enough, blah, 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 whatever. I was just happy. I didn't have any of that negative mental feedback at all, which is really rare for me. I was just like, wow, I I did did that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I was really happy about it. And then I took a nap, which was even better. Well, hopefully, well, I will for sure see you one of these mornings. Um, today, I just decided to like sleep in. I woke up at seven. Yeah. I was like, this is too early. I'm going back to bed. <laughs> I went to bed on purpose last night. And unfortunately, I won't be able to make the afternoon session on Thursday because I have a cavity. It happens. Anyway, thanks for listening to me. <laughs> and to me. And if you have any burning questions or any topics that you'd like us to cover moving forward please email us at listen to me podcast at gmail.com or you can dm us on social media you can follow us at listen to that's the number two me pod on facebook twitter and instagram and if you like what you hear let us know by rating this podcast and subscribing music in this episode is graciously provided by audionautics.com goodbye bye